Bonsoir and a camarade de jeu, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is Reign of Terror. It was developed by Mark Morrison and is developed and is available on the Chaosium website. Our maitre de jeu is Mix One, and this is episode 15. So, without any further delay, commencez notre voyage dans le ténèbre. Nick? Thank you very much. Um, when we left you last week, you were um, sneaking through the streets of Paris after just having uh, rather violently stolen uh, a strange uh, old black book found in brass um, from the house of Dr. R um, Citizen Rigaud. And that's where you find yourselves right now continuing to sneak through the streets of Paris and this, this isn't this isn't a, a, a pleasant experience for you because you know you're on the run and you know you're wanted so every noise potentially is a threat every suspicious person is potentially a threat and this is late at night in a not particularly reputable uh, area by now of uh, Paris. So uh, there are um, countless candidates for people who could be out to get you. So you're, you're all completely on edge. Any one of these people, if they knew who you were, could turn you in. So as a consequence of that, I was, I was, I was going to ask you to make a sanity roll, if you will. Pass. Ooh, 93 out of 63. I fail. Okay, well, we're going to go for um, nothing for a pass and just one for a fake. Uh, I failed. Pass. You know, that's, it's, just, it's just one more brick in the wall, as they say. And it's, it's the middle of the night, isn't it? It's um yeah, it's the wee small hours, yes. My friend. But there's still there's still there's still a commotion. You know, every every now and then, you know, you can hear a fight breaking out or someone someone unseen might be running off down an alleyway. Right. Um you you, you get the, 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 the this is what's setting your your even even if you passed your, your sanity roll, it's still setting your nerve your 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 nerves on edge that this place is is just crisscrossed with little alleyways and things, and someone could jump out of one of those alleyways at any moment and ambush you, um, and they'd be on you before you even knew it. So, um, so you're, you're you're all soldiers. You're aware of how dangerous the environment you're in is, um, but um, you know, you're, you're proceeding slowly. So it takes you about half an hour to do we. Uh, uh... Do we want to go back immediately to uh, Pressis, or do we want... What do we do with this book? Do we take it back to the ghoul, or do we find somebody to translate it for us? What language is the book? That is uh, the most important thing. I don't know. Uh, is, is, it, is it locked? I mean, is it, is it kind with clasps on it, keeping it closed? Um there are 
clasps on it. I'll just look at the picture of it, actually. Um, the clasps function more like... Um, they keep the paper flat, yeah. Yeah, they're more like um, just fasteners. Right. It's it's not... Um, they're not long. It looks, I mean, there, there are... Um, it looks like there were once uh, keyholes, but you can see that um, at some point someone has, has basically pried it open. Probably quite a long time ago, judging by the patina of the metal. Well, let us have a look. I, I do not read. Um, actually, Mick, while you were gone, we were discussing whether Pressy, who is studying to be a Catholic uh, priest, would know Latin. I would have thought he was. He, he would have gone. Is, is it not on his? Um... No, it's not on the sheet. I looked. I couldn't even find it for read, write, own language. It just looks like maybe it was missed. Yeah. I would assume at the bare minimum he would be able to read, write French. But it. Nothing well, he would. Happen. Yeah, because there's. I mean, there's. There is specifically a note that I'm. I'm looking at right now, in front of me that says several of the investigators have language Latin as part of their classical education. Ah. Um, so if you didn't put it on our, yeah, let's have a look. I'm just going to see if it's, um, it would be very unfortunate if it turned out that the, the Latin skill belonged to our two missing. Yeah, I don't have anything about any language. I probably can't read and write. I'm a low-level soldier for 35 years. Not, none of them. Have, um... So assuming that, they're ca that they're, those who are religious Catholic, they'd know some Latin just because that's all that's used in the church. Yeah. Yes. Pressy um... would have been studying it. I would say that um, Pressy uh, would probably know Latin. Probably would have been him, the sergeant, maybe myself. Yeah. Um, I would have thought, if if not you, then um, then certainly uh, your your adopted son. Yeah. That was that was the other thing I was thinking. Be a doctor, so I'd, I'd imagine that he would he would have a proficiency in Latin. I would yeah. assume Pugel would be able to read at the very very minimum because isn't he into supply and trade? Yeah, mm -hmm. the provision. Well, he'd be able to, to, to read Latin. No, not Latin, oh, yeah. just French. Okay. Even then, it could you could you could be buying and selling and just have rudimentary reading and writing. That's wheat. That's corn. That's chocolate. And number skills. Yeah. Well, I, I am I very, you, I tell you what, then, very interested in, in reading this in any event. In well, Pre Pressy, I'm going to give you um, 40 in Latin. Um, because I think that, frankly, your character should have that. The, um, uh, the outline of the, the scenario itself says that, that a character with a classical education should have that. Um, so uh, I am going to let you have that at 40, I think. Actually, no, have it at 50. Are, are we at a point where I, I 
can reasonably get some light and try to read, or should we wait a little bit? Well, it's, it's um, to, to actually try and read this, read this book properly would, would, would take you a while. You need to be sitting down and you need proper light. And it's um, not like I can crack you, it open. You know, you know, no, you know, you know Latin, but you can't just sit there and, and yeah. read. You have to sit down and, and think about what, what it actually means. And but we would be able to read Latin. We would be able to open the book and see if it's in Latin. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Opens up and says "amo amas ama amamas ama." Yeah. So so we we do <laughs> crack it open. You, you, yeah. So um sorry um Dupois are you um you having a look? Yeah, we just want to see what language it's in. And okay. I, my question was whether we take it to the ghoul or we do something else with it. And well, you um you open the book. Um, and, uh, I will say actually immediately that, um, on, on showing the title page to Pressy, um, he, he will be able to tell you that, uh, the, the translation of the title in Latin is, um, the, the, the supreme void probably be the ultimate emptiness but it's, it's more likely you, you think it's probably the supreme void that it's called um so, so the, the title page is in latin it's about a lot of nothing let's uh let's get this back to well we know that it's a book of magical spells and uh he's a diabolist so let's uh get it back to a your place. And we, we're going to have to assume that he's going to concoct some more lies and more people will be looking for us by morning. Why, why, why don't we just destroy this book? Well, our uh, corpse-eating friend said it, what we need to stop him is in here, and presumably it's not the ashes of the book. Uh, yes, that is, that is entirely true. Let now us, we, let yeah. us make haste then. Okay, well, it takes you about um, another 40 minutes to get to Pressy's apartment. Um, primarily because you're just moving so slowly and so cautiously. But um, eventually you make it there. Uh, there are well, actually, several packs of undesirables are roaming around in the immediate area outside the house, and uh, two particularly disreputable men um, sitting on the uh, the wall directly outside. Um, but no one, no one is being directly antagonistic. And to be honest, as 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 Pressy would no doubt point out to you. Um, this is not out of character for this particular neighborhood at the moment. This is, this is what it usually looks like. So there's, while, while it's threatening, it's not um, out of place. So. Well, they should think twice before they try to threaten us because we can fight back. <laughs> we are not Aristos. Well, you, you, you creep up the stairs and um, on, on getting to the, the, the door, uh, your key turns as usual. The door is still locked. Uh, you, you open the uh, door, walk in, and um, 
You've forgotten the name. Melody. She called Melody. She's um, she's still asleep. The only major change in the room is that the fire has died down a little. A couple of the candles have guttered. But um, other than that, everything seems perfectly normal. Let's get some light in here. Let's, uh, I, I will stoke the fire. Do we have kerosene lamps or are they just candles? They're just candles in here. It's, um, everything's very basic. We, I think we had one lantern left that we didn't sell. We kept one lantern, I believe. Might be a little okay. bright, but uh, we, we have candles too, so. Yeah, I mean, the, can the candles are sufficient. It is, it is a very, very small, very humble room. Percy, I apologize for the sake of your eyes, but you must read this book. Let us shutter the window so that it doesn't shine out into the street. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, um, a couple of the windows, well, there, there are two windows in the room. One perhaps has a, a, a shutter, the other one you you can find something to put over it. Okay. A blanket or something. Um, well, I go over and sit down in the corner after I've stoked the fire because I can't read, so. Okay. I'm going to take the opportunity at least to Get a few minutes of sleep. I'll take a seat on the floor and lean back against the side of the bed, and if I can get some light, open up the the cover. So we're dealing with here. You you apply yourself to it this time, um, or at least you try to, and um, you are. Uh, you're quite convinced now that the title is The Supreme Void. And uh, you start reading the book. Um, can you make a Latin roll for me, please? Failed it. I got an 88. Um... Well, on your first on your first attempt at reading the book, um, <clears throat> you kind of try and skim through it a little bit, see if you can just get the gist of it. And all you can really work out is something about a. Um, it seems to have been written by um, a monk, um, perhaps Spanish monk. Um, who uh, sailed somewhere. You think it's maybe um, the Americas or the, the, the East Indies. Um, and, and you're try, trying to read through this and you, you come to the first of a, a, a series of illustrations um, which seems to show uh, a human sacrifice under a starry sky. And the sky, the, the sky is drawn in such a way that it's almost as though um, the stars are swirling, perhaps pivoting around some sort of unseen 
point. And as you as you're looking at the the, the picture, the, the the it's almost like the, the ink begins to um, creep and crawl and stretch across the page. And before you know it, you've found yourself just absent-mindedly, more or less unconsciously, turning the pages of the book, looking at a, a series of these really very, very disturbing uh, pictures. And you, 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 you get, you get almost to the end of the book and you, you realize that you haven't really read any of it. You've just been sort of looking at these pictures for a while and, um, you feel you, 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 you take an, uh, uh, an immediate loss of one sanity point doing this. Um, and you, you just feel an, an overwhelming sense of, um, of claustrophobia, not, not in the sense of a um, uh, temporary, um, temporary madness or something, um, but, but just uh, almost like cabin fever. But um, you, you, you have to um, go over to, to the nearest of the windows and, and um, you just push back the blanket and, and lift up the window a little and just stand there by, by the window, just, just drawing in as much of the cold air from outside as you possibly can. Uh, you've um, the window. Just to try and clear your head of... of uh, it's, it's like you're spinning and, and, and you can almost still see these pictures, this, these, these skies spinning around this, this something that, that's, that's never quite in the frame. Michelle, look at that book. The, the rest of you obviously see this. this Kristoff. Kristoff. Oh. No, I, I need some air. I need some air. I cannot breathe. I, I, I do not know if I, I am. I am, am I tired? Kristoff. Um, somebody look in that book. I, I swear the, the, the page, the, the, the ink, there's no way it could be, but the ink looked like it was moving. I, I, I have not been drinking. I... Christoph, this is a Perhaps I'm tired. We believe you. We, you, you and I together. We have killed men who have had their heads, their dead heads, stitched to the bodies of other dead men. It is okay. You are, you are here for you. A, you are looking into a an evil wizard's magical tome. You, you should expect that something weird will happen. Be careful. Uh, be careful. It, Mick, can I gleam anything from this using uh, an occult role from the experience? Um, yeah, make an occult, make, make your occult role. Did you well, find that, that? That I did pass. I got a 16 out of 30. Um, you certainly uh, recognize. Some some of the images look very much like they're from uh, the New World. Um, you've you've seen perhaps uh, drawings, um, 
In fact, perhaps, um, yes, drawings that were made by Jesuit priests who had, um, who had traveled to, uh, to the, the Americas, as I believe they are called at this point. Yes, they would be, yes. Um, These these look like um, one or two of them look like the uh, the pyramids or the tops of the pyramids shown in pictures of the Aztecs. Yeah, the pictures in the book and, and the headdresses they are strange feathered and and uh, decorated curled headdresses that that, that also resembles things things that you've seen um, from the the. the from the missionaries who uh, have gone off into the into the into the wild jungles of, uh, of uh, the New World. If this was a uh, a monk, perhaps, or some sort of holy man that, that, that made this book, someone with perhaps classical training from a church, that the style of the images looks very reminiscent of someone who's classically trained and they they reflect all kinds of stuff and I, I, I share with them the details of how this looks like it's from the new world and the style that's being used uh, but but I truly still don't have a grasp as to how this would be used will more time do if not I, I can find my son he, he should be able to read this he has oh. been studying do not get do, do not uh, do not risk reading from beginning to end. Did not the the, the the ghoul say that the magic was at the end of how to stop it? Oh, I don't even remember what it said. Just the the images. Knowledge is a dangerous thing. If I open the, if I just kind of peel back the page and say, put my thumb in there about three quarters of the way through. Can I can I find writing, or do I encounter just more imagery again, Nick? That's what um, I would like there's, to do. There's, there's writing in there. I mean, you try it a few times, and uh, you know, may, maybe on, on one occasion you you do find one of the the, the pictures. And um, now that you've seen it, it's um, you don't you don't you you, you just you're kind of actively avoiding looking at it. Can I kind of steel myself against the images to try to force myself to be more aware of trying to read it? After having that first experience and going, I don't want to get sucked yes, into the pictures yes, again. Yes. I mean, you know, you know what to expect. You're, you're mm -hmm. aware of, of, of the pictures. Um, you're, you're almost instinctively, because of the, 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 the sense of... Um, because of that, that, that unpleasant sense of, of, of nausea and dizziness that they induce, it's, it's almost as though um, something you wake up in the morning sometimes and you might wake up in a very bright room and you have great difficulty opening your eyes first thing in the morning and, and, you're, and you're just having to get sort of vague snatches of, 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 of the room to, to, to try and... To try and acclimatize your, your, your eyes to the light. And it's like the reverse of that. Um, it's now that you're, you're trying to look at these pictures um, 
and it's it's almost like the sense of nausea has somehow conditioned your body to not want to look at the pictures anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, which I believe is called operant conditioning. I think. Um, but um, yes, so um, you you can. I'll let you try and read it again as a consequence of that. Because this time, basically, you know to avoid looking at those pictures again. Do we have a rag or something? We can lay the rag over the pictures. I, I, I nailed it that time. Uh, I got a, I think it would be considered an extreme success. I got a zero eight. Okay. Um, the rag comes in very, very handy. Because one, once or twice while you're reading this, you you, you catch a, a glimpse at some of the more outré of the pictures, and um, they still very much have their impact. And uh, particularly the, the 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 very graphic nature of the depictions of the uh, sacrifices, um, which. Uh, Given the, the the tendency of the the page to look like it's slightly moving, is 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 made even more creepy. Um, but you're able to just throw your rag over the top of them and and push on through. And the rest of your companions um, make themselves up uh, improvised beds on the floor. And. Uh, you carry on reading through the night. And this time, there's there's more of a coherent sense of the work. Um, it becomes clear that it is indeed the, the work of a, uh, an anonymous and, and quite unbalanced, quite insane uh, monk uh, from Spain who somehow managed to uh, sail to the new world and uh, was subsequently excommunicated and burned at the stake. Um, if you'll give me just one second, I'm just going to move because this is on the next page. There we go. Right. Um, it talks about, well, it, it, it mentions an, an, a number of unpleasant practices that were uh, con- conducted by the, uh, the Aztecs. Um, a lot of them involved rituals to propitiate various uh, uh, demons or, or um, pagan gods of, of, of some sort. Um, But then it gets into a very, uh, very odd chapter. Um, and the chapter st- starts off arguing that, um, well, it starts off by describing a practice um, where the Aztecs sacrificed human beings to a demon known as. Uh, as of total. Um, and the, the, the author seemed to believe that if in the space of a single year, 10,000 people 
was sacrificed with a knife bearing a unique sigil. This, as a total, would be called. And the book states that only the sacrifice of someone who's heard what it calls the music from beyond can undo the ritual. Um, now, variously, it, it describes as a total as uh, um, a fallen angel, um, sometimes as a god, and occasionally as uh, what it calls the center of all things. But the, the common the common uh, theme uh, through all forms of its worship seems to be the sacrifice of human beings. But it seems very uh, well. Actually, there's one bit in particular that seems to summarise the whole thing for you. Um, and in looking at it, you think, well. If you were going to uh, read a passage out to explain it to your comrades out loud, <laughs> this would probably be the passage you would choose to read out loud. Okay. We no longer do the Lord's work. The excesses of the Inquisition are a bloody continuation of Satan's own scheme to devote souls to the blackest of hells. An infernal expanse so benighted that it lies behind the stars and eclipses heaven itself. This nightless realm is the domain of the fallen angel as a total, a being of supreme evil worshipped with blood sacrificed by the Aztecs. Should 10,000 souls be sacrificed to this terrible devil beyond the stars in the space of one year, cut open with a blade inscribed with that foul circular design, then as a total's hell of unending night shall open on earth heaven would be lost to us forever only music beyond even that of angels could exercise this greatest and supreme of all demons greater even than lucifer himself if a martyr who has heard such music from beyond would offer himself up for sacrifice even as did the son upon the cross only then would as a total be undone in the fields of the earth denied to him in his shame and unworthiness. Now we're going to do a couple of things right now. Uh, the first thing we're going to do. Oh, um, is we are going to ask you to make a roll. Uh, I'm afraid you don't get a sanity roll for this. Um, You're going to lose 2d6 sanity for having read that book. Seven. It might be time to get the cards out. Yeah. It may be. I lost one um, from the first time I attempted to read the book. A little yeah, of eight in just the last couple hours. Yeah, yeah that's going to be um, 
Um, there's a couple of other things that we need to do as well. Um, I am going to give you... Uh, I'm going to give you three Cthulhu Mythos points. Oh. Um, I mean, there are, you were reading through it, there are, there's, there's more to it than, than you've read. There are all sorts of things that claim to be um, spells to um, call various things, and there's one that says it makes a, a zombie and... There's another one about making the, uh, the 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 mark that goes on the daggers, and another one details how the ritual is to be carried out, and there's just something about a guardian or something. Um, but you haven't read any of those. You've just you've just glossed over it. I mean, you've you've spent the night reading it. To read it absolutely in depth would 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 take you a couple of weeks probably. And did I happen to run across anything that talked about? that music um well it just the, the the continuing theme seemed to be that um if if someone who has heard the music um gives up their life um presumably well it doesn't specify it but it sort of um it sort of it kind of implies that they would need to be sacrificed in the ritual itself um, is the sense you get. It's, not, it's never explicitly stated, but from the fact that it's mentioned in that context, you, you, you get the feeling that someone would have to listen to this music um, and then uh, willingly give themselves to be sacrificed after, and then they would carry the memory of having heard that uh, with them to uh, as a total's lair and it would undo all of his magic. He calls him a martyr, so yeah. Yes. Sure. So he, it's not that he's killed separate from the from the uh, from the ritual, it, but rather as part of willingly going into it and allowing himself to be killed by whoever's conducting the ritual. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the it, it seems to say that the the person can some something you can't. The, 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 a lot of the Latin is very obscure. It's very you know it's. Um, it's it's clumsily written. I mean, it's it, supposedly it was written by a, a madman, so it's 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 extremely difficult to read in in just one sitting like this. Um, Do you want to roll for the sanity effect? The cards. Oh yes. Should we? Should we? Uh, do you want uh, see, to... now I've got them posted on my wall so that I can just. Oh, look. Right. Okay. Uh, do you want me to roll for that or one d yeah one d eight? You roll. Five. Uh, roll a uh, another one d eight. Six. Uh, you have paralysis in your legs for one d ten. There's it's a psychosomatic illness. Oh, just can you just send me a private message with with how many turns you're paralyzed? Oh. It doesn't matter. I didn't. Um, that's, that's quite. That's quite good, actually. Right. You, you spend you spend the whole night um, just sitting there um, re reading this book, and and you you just find that um, he's shaking. All you know, over. like actually, the, 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 like like when you've when when you when you're little and you've and you've been told a, 
a good ghost story in front of the fire. Um, there's something comforting about the light and the warmth of the fire next to you. Um, even in the, in the rel relative calm of dawn, um, like you just you you just don't really want to get up and and go away from the fire at the moment, and you don't think you could make your legs move even if you wanted to. So I think we'll 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 we'll, we'll put it like that. Um, Probably best to let these men have some rest, anyways. Yes. So we'll assume that when they wake up, you'll. Uh, um, you'll read that passage to them. That's when they'll, they'll hear that. Um, but really, I mean, you, you are just stuck there on the floor, really. You just sort of... Um, Staring into the fire, watching it. Yeah, just, yeah, just... You can't sleep. <laughs> no way could you sleep after that. I, you, you Turn the embers on occasion. I've never heard this music that it's describing, though, right? I think perhaps we almost did. Oh, back in the mansion. Do you know, yeah, should we just jump Years ahead? Ago. To, we'll just jump ahead to everyone waking up. I think. That's okay. Something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the question was really more meant for Mick, but I, yeah, I, I can't recall uh, in the adventure where we've done that otherwise. Yeah. So you, when when, when folks start to stir, um, yeah, I, I basically just start boiling it down for them, and as they're they're waking up, and kind of at the heart of the matter here. Perhaps we jumped the gun with uh, Fenelek's little friend. Hmm. I don't think he survived. I uh, wonder if his, his work did. Make an intelligence roll. All of you can make an intelligence roll. Face pass. I am. I got half. I got hard. Okay. Well, at least one of you... Um, would probably have heard um, that the, the the dwarf um, who was who was taken out from the uh, the chateau was uh, very seriously injured. He had a knife in his back, um, <laughs> and uh, you know you you heard that you heard that he ended up with a collapsed lung. So. Uh, Bloody good job that he's uh, not a bassoon player, really. <laughs> can he hum this music to us? Now he can play two instruments, one here and one here. <laughs> but yeah, you, you, heard of, you heard a vague tale that, yeah, they, they carried some... He survived. Out and and he, uh, he, he survived, and it turned out that he'd been kept like some sort of pet by Fenelik. That just he just kept him in there to play the, the harpsichord for him. So we have heard the music, all of us. Mm, you've heard some very unusual music. Um, whether or not the music you heard was that music is uh, another matter entirely. We definitely um, did not let him finish playing that music. So now we have to hunt down a little person in all of this chaos. We don't even know if he's in France or if he's been uh, killed in the revolution or how in God's name will we find this man? And are you a muted? Oh, 
there is an upside to this. He is much more recognizable than we. So of all the people that are going to be found in this little uh, uh, goose chase of uh, searches, we are more likely to find him before the uh, authorities find us. Well, that you might be right. The more pressing thing that I heard is that one of the four of us will have to hear the music and sacrifice ourselves. The, the that, thing that, I, oh, I don't understand is how how are they killing? How is he killing ten thousand people with a knife? I thought these were people are being guillotined. So that guillotine is a knife, Monsieur. Did we did, did did we see that anywhere on the guillotine? The we, oh, we I I spoke to the craftsman. The uh, yes, uh, unfortunately, that is the case. He has Press. somehow gotten a hold of the uh, manufacturer of the blades, and has put this mark on perhaps many of them. Yes, we already looked into stopping it, and unfortunately, there's not much of a uh, pursuit to be had in that. Listen to me. I'm an old man. I am old now. If somebody is to be sacrificed, I will volunteer. As much as I would like to let you, Dupois, it is uh, the sergeant's duty. No, no hang on. I, I, I believe... Um, Command. We all ended up with some Cthulhu Mythos at the end of the last... Yes, we did. Um, we? Yes. Um, A nasty chunk of it. <laughs> so, I am... Yes. Could you make uh, a Cthulhu Mythos roll for me, please, all of you? Fail. No. I succeeded with a six. Nice. I <laughs> failed. Okay. Did we not? Oh, no, sorry, go ahead. Uh, this is just I forgot to do this, but I mean, basically, as um, Pressy relates what what he read in in the book, and as the rest of you are, are, are discussing it and 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 talking about the uh, um, the, the, the dwarf that was at Fenelix, um and how you might find him. Um, it's like it keeps turning over and over in your head and you're thinking about that name of that this Aztec demon as a tottle and it sounds like it sounds like another word that you've heard it Isn't sounds like the same one that the 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 the, uh, the ghoul had said to us Azathoth yes yeah yeah, it does sound very much like that to you. He said he was attempting to summon Azathoth. Is this Azathoth as a turtle? Sounds very close. This is what is the problem. This is what is happening. What if the what if the ghoul is the one who knows? who is willing to sacrifice himself to stop this thing. Has he heard the music from the other side? Has the ghoul heard the music? My concern is he may not be a human sacrifice. Oh, his name is Guillaume. As hospitable as he is, I I mean him no uh, ill repute. He was quite kind to us. Pressy, does it say that it has to be a human sacrifice? Back on that. It does use the phrase human sacrifice. Uh, 
Mick, now um, that uh, I started to remember that I recognized some of those papers that we took from the uh, Rago's house, I want to start looking through them, see if there's any kind of music notes or anything in them. Um, there's, there's nothing in them that, that, that resembles any kind of musical notation that you, you recognize. Okay. I just thought maybe it might have been mixed in there. Very unpleasant pictures of um, what look like. Um, it's difficult to tell. Autopsies, maybe butchery. Um, if it's if it's butchery, the implications are rather unpleasant. And um, you, you keep looking through it. Um, Eventually, you, you you find a picture of, of what looks like some kind of, um, oh, I don't know. Um, at first glance, you think it might be spiders uh, attacking a man, but then it looks like they're human hands, disembodied human hands, crawling over this screaming man. And at that point, you just think, no, I, uh, there's no music in here. There's, there's no point. All right. Just a shot. If only we knew this man's name, this little, little man's name. We will, uh, I guess we have to put out some inquiries. Anyone who has ever heard or seen or, I think it's best if we try to find those. I like your idea about inquiring with the ghouls. Perhaps when they skulk around this city, they've, They've got some idea of this music or have even heard where this dwarf is. Well, it's also possible, as I was about to say, that the uh, that there no doubt are Aristos amongst us hiding as fugitives in the dark that may also have known who he was if he was a famous writer of music. And we know he's a musician. So he's either in a circus, a carnival, or possibly playing music somewhere. It narrows it down a slight bit. Well, he might. Uh, I don't even know if they have such a thing now in Paris. Uh, but uh, it is a long shot. It is a long shot. He could have run off to Germany to be in Vienna or something like that. Come in. She's trying to get out. Um, it's dead air that I was waiting for someone to say. But I, yes. thought, I thought you froze. <laughs> let us let us contact the. Uh, how do we get to the ghoul? We cannot go the way we originally went. Well, didn't he let us out in a different way? Sim close, but a block or two away from the, the entrance. He, he did indeed. Through a mad passageway of twisting tunnels. Yes, it will be hard to find him. Perhaps if we call out, he will hear us. Right. You, you imagine that you could probably find the entrance to those tunnels. That is what you currently imagine. Right. Because he may have covered them up. Yes. I don't know. Uh, and, and it was, you know, it was just around dawn, so uh, 
you know, the light wasn't great. What time is it right now for us? Um, right now, it's um, about 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, so it's daylight. Oh, yes. You've slept quite a long while. You're, you're well rested and um, you needed it. We, we are doomed. So I suppose then we divide our efforts. A couple of us try to find that ghoul. And uh, the rest of us try to find uh, the musician. But we are out of time. He is only 50 bodies short of 10,000. Surely yeah. they will execute 50 people today. Then we must find the music uh, sooner than later. He doesn't have the book. We have the book. If he needs the book, he fails. My guess is perhaps that is too late. After all, it's the the knife and the sacrifices that matters. I do not know how important. I think even if we did somehow kill the uh, uh, kill kill uh, Rigo, I think it would happen anyways. This uh, doom he seeks to bring. Percy, you saw the book. Is there any final thing that he must accomplish to bring forth this Azathoth? No, he just needs to complete the killing. Shit, shit. Or merde. 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 <laughs> uh, yes. The musician well, it is. Then we must uh, sacrifice our safety to, to, to stop this man. Uh, let us uh, let us make haste. Let us go. I will... Who, who's trying to do what now? What are we going to do? We need to find the little man, and we also need to... to find the ghoul. The ghoul, yeah. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go towards the ghoul. I will go towards the ghoul. Okay. So, you're jealous. You and I. <laughs> All right. Little people. And Should search. we take the book with us? I don't want to leave it here. No. Somebody should have it. Should we hide it somewhere? Maybe the ghouls will hide it for us. They're certainly not working with them. Well, what I was thinking was if if we go down into those catacombs looking for the ghouls, what if we find Dr. Rigaud and we have the book with us? And similarly, we up in the city may find uh, a patrol, so... At um, this point, it is purely fate. I, I don't think Doctor Rigo make an intelligence rule for me, please. I don't think he needs the book anymore. Anyways, what was that, Mick? Could you make an intelligence roll for me, please? Just, just do quoi. Uh, eighty-eight. No. Okay. Um, in which case, I think uh, I want to show him the book, because the ghoul said to us that he was looking for it himself. But we may need it for the music. If we find a musician. Oh, well, we cannot worry about that now. So we must have a plan to meet up as soon as we can. We try to get the musician. You try to get the ghoul and the best of luck to us. One last thing before we go. Is there any way that anyone can think of that we can delay the guillotine? 
Do we know how many guillotines actually have that that symbol? No. That no. Do we know how many guillotines uh, are functioning? You, you know how many different um, entries there are for different guillotines in the ledger. Oh, so we know how ma- we can look in the ledger and see if, and deduce. Mm-hmm. We could blow them up. Yes, uh, they will have to build new guillotines, but they will probably not have we have this ledger? I mean, how difficult is that to find the number? How many? Do we have the ledger? I'm sorry, I lost I lost sound for a Do second. we have the ledger? Um, no, I don't think you took it with you. Oh, you no. remember that there were just a certain number of them. Is it less than 10? About three quarters of the number of lines that there are on a page. Okay. Hmm. Now, it's probably a difficult amount if we want to blow them up. Then is that a college ruled page or is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a number. I mean, you you'd, you'd estimate yeah. it a dozen, maybe fifteen, something like that. Not a not a, a big number, but we cannot blow them all up. And even if we could, gunpowder is extremely uh, uh, hard to find in the capital nowadays. Could we spread a rumor that there is a disease associated with cutting people's heads off? I am, I am pulling the straws. <laughs> That's quite a straw you pull. <laughs> we can burn part of the city down. That's what we're trying to prevent. <laughs> I mean, we burn part of the city to save the world. But it won't stop all of the guillotines. But it would only be the second scenario we've had where it ended with them just burning everybody burning the town down. <laughs> the great fire of Paris becomes a point in history now. Uh, um, Pressy, give me an intelligence roll, please. Oh yeah, I got an out four. Uh, I might. So that's that's a string. Um, just musing about it, and this this uh, this musician, and 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 you're just while everyone else is discussing, you're making a little list in your head, and you're thinking um, about the people you could ask. And you think um, so, other musicians, um, or people who work in the theatre, because most most theatres have an orchestra. Um, uh, street performers, but you haven't seen many of those for quite some time. People just haven't got the money to give to them in the streets. You don't, you don't really bother anymore. Um, and then maybe, um, may, maybe the aristocrats themselves, because you know people employed him to to come to their houses and play music. Well, Fenley did, so maybe someone else did. Um, and if they're good, they would possibly be famous. Ser- possibly servants, because maybe servants were sent out to fetch him. Maybe if you could find someone who would do... Maybe so you could find someone who would, would admit to, be, to being an aristocrat. They, uh, know, but, um, I can't imagine that Melody would have been associated with anything like this, but I could but ask she her. Might, she might know someone who talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Word gets around. 
Perhaps her family hired a midget to play music at some point. She has slept long enough, ask her. Women gossip. Gossip is free. Uh, I, I take it Melody's awake at this point, so... Uh, oh, yeah. Um, she is, yes. Yeah. So I will ask her if she's recalls ever hearing a, a little person uh, perform or play for her or any of the other Aristos. Oh, she, she, she's, I, I do... Um... Uh, I, I I think um, oh there was a, there was a friend of mine um, it was some time ago though um, her, her name was uh, Asseline Simon um, and um, her, her family was very 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 wealthy and they used to have these these musical soirees all the time um, and I, I remember um, once, once they had a, the, I, I think they had Dwarf there once, and he played the harpsichord. That's, yeah. Did, did they mention anything else about him? She <sighs> wouldn't, sorry, an, an aristocratic woman from Paris at this period wouldn't go. Sure. <laughs> 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 well, it's all Greek to me, mate. <laughs> Is this? A, 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 have you heard uh, from Asseline at all in, in the recent months? Do you know where she's staying? Oh, no, no, no. Um, Asseline was. Um, uh, Asseline became. Um, well, well, she she used to go on these uh, these walks in in the the more disreputable parts of the city when back when there were reputable parts of the city, and. Um, she she saw the, the the poverty and the privation, and um, it it saddened her so much that um, she she gave away everything she had and um, took a vow of poverty, and uh, she became a nun. But she, um, she was uh, she was condemned because um, believing in in God now is a, a counter revolutionary act, and. Um, she, and, and, and unless she renounces her faith, she's, she'll she'll end up going to the guillotine. Yes. So she's um, still alive. Singing the Salve Regina on the way, I imagine. Yes, yes. She's. Um, oh, I, I'm trying to remember. I think she's. Um, She's held somewhere. Hang on, I, I, I could. I, Very important, Melanie. Please, please. I don't know the name of the place, but it's um. Oh, there's a there's a, a, a it's a it's a big place. Um, I can show you how to get there. It's it's a big building. They're using it as a as a prison for people. Mm. Um, I don't know what it used to be. I I, I don't really know this part of the city. I. I I didn't really leave Versailles very often, and um, she she draws you um, very delicately. Draws you um, a rather precise map that um, shows it's actually about four blocks by the time she's she's drawn it out, um, and uh, just says that you know she, she's 
she's held there. Um, I mean, I presume she's still held there. She she may have. Um, she may possibly have been sent to the guillotine already. And she she goes very quiet again and just starts looking out of the window and you see that uh, rather worried, far away look. Yes, yes. Thank, thank, we are, thank you. We are thank you, Melody. Thank you, Melody. We we need to leave. I would really like it for you to stay here to keep the door locked. Unless you're in imminent danger, please don't go out today. And uh, she, she she agrees, but she 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 asks you. She says, "Please, please try to find some food while you're out." Yeah. Wait. So, uh, Pressy, you and I, we go meet our friend, and uh, you two seem to have at least some leads to find uh, this uh, little musician. We will try to find uh, Pressy's lady friend, I suppose, and see if perhaps that will give us a lead. It will be, uh, it will be difficult. Uh, if she is being held as a prisoner. Uh, and very sad to have to ask her how, who is doing all of this for the name of a musician. Well, she's heard the music herself. This doesn't, didn't say it had to be a man. If she has heard the music and she is going to the guillotine as a martyr for her religion? Perhaps. That would be perfect. If she um, has heard the music, I, I, I should specify that uh, <laughs> the, the music that, that she probably has heard would be whatever Not part of music he yeah. was playing. <laughs> <laughs> Press is of, just hoping like hell it's not him. It's a, it's a, it's a bit, <laughs> I, I don't know much about harpsichord music. There's a bit of Scarlatti or something. I don't know. <laughs> Press, he just really doesn't want it to be one of us. He really just wants it to be someone else and get this shit over with. So. <laughs> Presley, right, what's, what's that woman's name again? Uh, Esseline Simone. Okay. Sister Simone. That's another problem. She may have changed her name when she became a nun. They do that. That is true. Indeed. So let us go. Tut sweet. Okay. Um, given that it's only uh, four blocks away, I am going to do Gel and Baban first, I think. Excellent. And, and, uh, I'll be right back. Go ahead. Okay. And your trip to the improvised prison. Um, It's a horrible building. It really is. It looks like some sort of old stockyard or uh, it looks like it might even have been an abattoir at some stage. Uh, it is a grim and brooding building. Um, the, the public entrance uh, is a, a, a very dirty foyer. Um, there is uh, a, a 
a plethora of um, all manner of people, um, very well-dressed people, beggars, all sorts, clamoring around, waiting to, to, to visit family members, um, one or two better off looking men who you presume are probably lawyers. Whatever the climate, lawyers always seem to be well out of it. And um, after lining up for a while, you find yourself uh, confronted with a rather portly man flanked by uh, two reasonably stout-looking militia. I mean, given the state of most of the militia, these, these chaps are they're quite um, capable. And... Um, he, uh, he barely even looks up from his papers and just goes, yes, who are you here to see, please? Esseli Simon. Simon, did you say? Correct. We, we, a noble wench. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, 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 yeah. One of, uh, one of the, uh, one of the brides of Christ. Uh, what, what do you want to? What are you, family or lawyers or what? In, intermediary between the lawyer. He cannot come right now, but we were sent with a message. Yeah, what, what, go and take a seat. I'll be with you in a minute. Um, Thank you, Miss Hart. You look, you look over. Uh, two benches. There's about 40 people. Half of them are already standing up. There are no, there's nowhere to sit. You know, there, there is no seat to take. Um, so just hang around in the foyer for a while. Before I, before I walk away, I go, is there, like, kind of obvious in in the attempt is there any way we can speed this is there anything i could do to speed this up he just looks at you blanks and says well we could throw her out of the fucking window if you want to get her down faster no but is there anything that i can do to expedite the process Citizen, are you offering me a bribe? Are you trying to corrupt me? No. As, as he does this, the, the two militiamen start sort of moving a little bit closer towards you and looking at you. Sort of. I kind of have like a puzzled face. Like, no, I just meant like, is there some citizen, paperwork? Citizen, it takes as long as it takes. Thank you. Court. You're just, you, you wait. We, we, we send off for them. When they come down, we'll call you. Okay, thank you. Merci. Ugel, I... Uh... Even as you're walking away, the next person, an old, an old lady just barges through you to get up to the, to the table. I tried. So be it. Uh, ins inside in the waiting room, is there anybody... I mean, are they standing outside? Is there anybody, like, telling people when they can go, or...? Well, it's it's just um, there's there's the two militiamen and there's the uh, the man standing at the desk, and um, occasionally um, uh, a young boy 
there seem to be two or three. I mean, you're 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 waiting for a good long while. So there seem to be about two or three young boys whose job it is to just take pieces of paper from him and run off and hand them to someone else who presumably goes and gets the prisoner and brings them down to be visited um, or takes the person up to visit them, depending on, on circumstance. Um, and slowly, uh, people start filing out of the room. I mean, at the same time, people are filing into the room. So the number of people in the room stays roughly the same. Eventually, you manage to find yourself a seat. Um, but you're in there for a, a good couple of hours, a very tedious couple of hours, um, during which you, you establish uh, very quickly um, uh, that there is no order. <laughs> the, the speed with which you get to see the person you've come to visit depends on how far they are away from the lobby and uh, how easy it is for the guard who's sent to get them to find them. Um, eventually, uh, a guard arrives at the door and uh, he uh, walks over to the desk. Um, you, by this time, you're barely even taking any notice because this is just happening over and over and over and over again. Um, and you are immensely relieved when he calls out the name Asseline Simon. So we we stand up or walk over, I would assume? Yep, he just uh, gestures for you to follow him, doesn't say a word. Yeah, we just follow, or at least I follow, I don't say anything. Yeah. After you. Okay. Um, well, he takes you down uh, quite a long passageway um, up several slight sites, up several flights of stairs, and uh, you end up in front of this uh, rather um, sturdy-looking wooden door, which he unlocks with a big key from his uh, chain, big key ring rub. Oh, and um, he shows you uh, into a room and just as you're walking in there he says uh, I'll give you a quarter of an hour and then he shuts the door behind you and you hear it lock and uh, kneeling in the room um, in a in a crack of light from well, it's it's less of a window. It's it's more just a sort of uh, kind of like an archer's slit, but probably was just an affectation. It's probably the building's not old enough to have archer's slits on it. But there's a little bit of light in the room, and she's kneeling in the light, uh, wearing uh, a very rough. Um, Hessian tunic and uh, with her hair um, her hair's short and very roughly cut like someone has just like, held her and just... I was making uh, the 
I was miming someone violently cutting someone's hair without consideration for um, for listeners who are listening on the podcast. Um, I'm thinking. I'm always thinking about you. And uh, she, when she sees you come into the room, she uh, almost immediately begins to 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 cry. And and just before you've even introduced yourself, she just says, um, "Please, you must help me. You must help me. Um, please, there must be something you can do." Madame Simone, a, a friend has sent us to you. Melody. Me- Melody. We. Oui. Oh, we, 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 Melody Benoit, we, 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 is, is, um, is she well? Is it, is she, they got her yet? She is fine for now, but very troubled for very many reasons. Um, what, what, what is it you want? What is it? I, I don't understand. We are trying to solve some problems in this city one at a time, and perhaps we may be able to help you as well, but uh, we uh, were led to understand by Melody that you may be able to help us. We we uh, need only some information uh, about the musician, a very small man, extremely diminutive in stature. Uh, then, monsieur, I... It, it it pains me to act this way. I am not by nature a, a, a mercenary or, or, a, or a Machiavellian woman, but um, if if you want anything from me, I, I must ask for something from you. And what is that? There is only one thing that 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 I p- could possibly want right now, and that would be a promise in writing to supply evidence or lodge an appeal on my behalf. I I have a day. But by, by, by this time tomorrow, a little a little later perhaps I will be dead. Hmm. And I have no hope, Monsieur. Well Um, she holds her head in her hands, and you can see that she's 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 fighting back the urge to cry. She's she's desperately trying not to cry. Can I try a persuade? Um, you you can, but I'm I mean, you're going to have to actually physically try and persuade her. Role play the, the the persuading her, and then make a roll. And even then, I can't guarantee that would work. So she wants us to write, to make an appeal, to put a stay of execution? Um, yes. And how would we, do I know how we would go about that? Um, 
I'm not really going to do it. I'm just going to try and convince her that I will do that. Do either of you have um, law? No, just Other base. Than the 5% base. Uh, that's a 68. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, I would, I would say that it's, it's a difficult position because this this woman is 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 facing death tomorrow. Um, she is literally at death's door. Okay, I know and what I do. In 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 attempting to persuade her, there's there's, there's no point of leverage. I'm gonna I'm gonna push Uzel aside and kind of crouch down next to her, take off my wooden hand and say, uh, uh, Madame Simone, we unfortunately cannot give you what you seek because we are condemned men as well. I have, give, I have given my hand for this, uh, for this country and my friend and I are about to give ourselves to give much more. If we do not accomplish our goals, everyone, everyone you ever know and loved will die. And she, she, she looks up at you, tears in her eyes, and, and pleadingly just says, Monsieur, all I ask is that you try. That is, that is what I wish to do. But... If we do not find this musician, you will be dead, I will be dead, my friend will be dead, those children that uh, uh, are scurrying about outside will be dead, and Melody will be dead as well. I know that is not what you want to hear, but that is what I have to offer. She, she looks at you now with, with almost a look of disgust in her face and says, what sort of man are you that you would not even try to help? Did you not hear? I am a condemned man. She's just sobbing at this point. Um, Babon, may I, let me, madam, you have taken a vow and that is what has brought you into this predicament. Am I correct? You will not renounce your faith, I assume, for if you did, you would not be in this lockup. Is that correct? It is not as simple as that now. Well, unless there is this evidence to support uh, my release or someone lodges a formal appeal, then even if we lodge, there is no one to lodge an appeal for me. Let's seemingly refuse. We, I did not say I refuse. My question is this: If we lodge an appeal, are you will are you willing to renounce your faith? Will you stand before God in the eyes of the Lord and renounce Him? Yes or no? That is is not necessarily required. It is religion is banned, and an appeal could ask for uh, clemency from the court. There are, there, are many ways, there are many ways that, that, that I, I have known people here. I have been here a long time, monsieur. I have seen people released. I know there are many ways the lawyers can release people. If I had the money myself, I would find a lawyer. 
that I would have that service for myself. All I am asking, Monsieur, is that you help me. Is it so? Is it so much to ask that you just try to help me? I can file an appeal if that is what you wish. That is all I ask, Monsieur. And all we ask is for the information on this this dwarf. I will um, walk. She just sighs very loudly and and sort of pushes herself up as though it's difficult to stand up like she's just been spending quite a lot of time on her knees praying by the looks of it and with uh, she just sort of hobbles over to this this uh, thin window in the this little slit of light in the wall and just sort of holds her face in the light and just starts crying at this point Without that information, by this time tomorrow, myself and my companion will be dead also. If you want to live or have us file the appeal, we need to find this man before they kill us. So if you can help she, us with she that... Just, we, she just continues crying. She's, she's broken down at this point. Um, Make a psychology roll for me, both of you. Oh, 17 out of 45. Nope. 79 it's, out of 40. It's a hard... No. Yeah. Michelle, you got the feeling this, this, this woman has been here for some time in this cell. And you're probably the first people she's spoken to uh, for a long time. And yeah, get the impression that your, your presence here, the fact that there are other people here, um, seems to have acted as some sort of catalyst. That, um, that now, now she's becoming aware at this 11th hour of, um, of what's actually about to happen to her and, and the awful reality of her situation. And um, it really seems to have overwhelmed her. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to kind of whisper to Baban and say, should we try and guilt her into it? Like, when she gets to the Heaven's Gate and St. Peter asks her what she did, she didn't want to help someone. That is pressing business, not, not mine. Or I'm just going to beat it out of her at this point. I really don't care. <laughs> um, there is, a, there is um, a stock sound effect of a rattling keychain and a door creaking and the, um, the jailer appears uh, at the door and uh, just says, time's up, come on. Enjoy your fate, madam. Let us go. Just a location. See you in hell. <laughs> I walk out. 
Oh, you, the last thing you hear of her is, is her is her crying. Uh, and they, and they, even even the jailer sort of looks at you, thinking, "This is." What did you say to her? It is a little joke. It did not seem very funny, Monsieur. <laughs> I have done you... this job a very long time, and I have found it is not wise for a man to poke fun at those who will be dead tomorrow. Perhaps, perhaps. And he, uh, he escorts you out of the building and uh, you find yourself once more back in the foyer. And at that point, I think we will, um, we'll, we'll probably have like a sliding transition. That will, that will take us to Dupois. Uh, Stop um, telling me how to do my job. <laughs> Star wipe. <laughs> More Dutch angles. That's what we need. So, um, I'm going to do the rest of this broadcast on a Dutch angle. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we get down to the catacombs, I'll make all of the, the, the perspectives. <laughs> Like in Batman, the old um, the old TV series. Can you both give me a spot hidden? Sure. Forty-two. What is my spot hidden? A forty-one. Uh, Sixty-five. So I passed. Yes. Okay. Um, well, you're able to find the entrance to the catacombs. Here it is. Eventually. Eventually. Um. You had a pretty clear idea in your head of what that entrance looked like. And my God, Bush is all look the same. But you eventually found it poking around with a big stick uh, until you found something that gave way and you recognized the, uh, the pile of um, twigs and leaves and twine it is. That, uh, that you remembered pushing back up against the, uh, the exit before. Now the trick would be to find our way back to the Roman villa. We probably have an idea of direction, but we'll probably be making wrong turns along the way. I intend to make some noise. Yeah. Well, do, I, I I, don't, do either of you... Um, I'd want to call out his name. Have a track, track skill. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, ten. You can no. give it a go. Yeah, 43. I, I don't have any score in In the in the um in the half light with uh just with, with one lantern. Um however can we follow our old can we follow our footprints back? I was gonna say, I was just saying, um <laughs> yes yeah. as a result of your track roll, I'm just saying that in the in the flickering light of the lantern, um Every every little contour of the uh, of the floor looks you know, like it might possibly be a, a footprint or a, oh that looks like a handprint that one. Um, so you, you've got a, only a very vague sense of uh, where you're going, and and once or twice you do end up just in um, in, in dead ends. Um, okay. 
absolutely sure that that was the way you, you came last when time. We, at certain junctions, maybe every 50 feet or so, we're going to... Guillaume! Yeah, Guillaume! Okay, you push on a bit further um, into the catacombs and uh, you start... Um, you start recognizing um, quite one or two things. They're um, kind of remains of columns that you, you think you saw last time, and, and you carry on, you keep um, shouting out uh, Guillaume's name. And um, also, we're very cautious if we see a light flickering in the distance or something that we think is Rago, we're going to hide. Yeah, or just people stashing bodies. We don't need them alerting right. other folks and sending a bunch of people down here. We don't need any more zombies. Okay, well, you're, you're, um, you're doing exactly that. Uh, when you see... Um, Uh, sort of pale, dirty, yellowish figure in the light just ahead of you. Does it look like Guillaume or does it look like a person? Hard to tell. It looks like one of the things you saw in the in the villa. And to be honest, um, you're not sure you could tell Guillaume apart from any of the other ones. Okay. What does it do when it sees us? Oh, it's 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 sort of uh, loping towards you. Okay. Guillaume, we look for Guillaume. We are friends of Guillaume. The book. The book. Did you? Did you get it? We. We have the book. The only way to stop this is to have someone who has heard uh, a special type of music uh, willingly martyr themselves as uh, part of the ritual. Me, me. Um, uh, I, I have heard, heard of this. Um, you've, heard of, you've heard of the martyr, the music? I just, um, uh, it is called the mu mu music, um, from, um, uh... As a total? The, the beyond, music from beyond, they call it. Music from beyond, yes, that, I, that's what the book I, says. Um, but, um, uh, it has, it has never been played. It is, um, oh, I don't know what the word is, but, um, it, it, it's um, like a, uh, a note. There's a... Um, there's the, uh, it would unmake the, um, the Choir of Skulls. I, uh, I just realized, Pressy, what oh. has to be done. The one who hears this music must offer themselves up to the guillotine 
That is the sacrifice they have to belong to. The sacrifice yes, the one who has heard the, the, uh, the, 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 the sound, the music. Is um, it just uh, one note, or is this many notes? It is, it is many, it is many notes. It, um, it, uh, oh, it is, I cannot, I, I don't, I do not have the words, but, um, the, 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 the one, one who has heard must, must die. Um, it, it must be from, from the, from the blade with the, 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 the sign. Um, where will we hear this music? How do we find this music? I, I, I do not know. Um, it I is, think we uh, might know someone who, it, who it can play it. It has never been written. It has never been performed. It is, uh, um, they say it is, uh, oh, I, I, one, one of the old ones, one of the old, uh, of my kind. Um, he is very old, and he said that, um, what was it now that he said? I, I think he said that you must go to the, the throne of Azathoth, you must take the, 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 um, um, the music to the throne of Azathoth, so that when you die, uh, from from the the, um, uh, the blade the 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 the, the, the guillotine, then um, it, it it will break the the, the spell, um, and and um, as the man um, that is the, 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 the doctor who who raises the dead. Um, he will die, and uh, the, 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 the skulls, they will lose their power. Um, it all makes sense now. All we need to find is this music. It is, um, ah, I remember now, I remember now, I remember now. The, the old, the, 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 the old one, he, he told me, um, See, the music has never been written down, it has never been played, but it is, um, oh, how you say, it is inherited. It is passed from uh, one to the next. So there will be families, and there will be families, and they will know this music, and they will know it in their heart, and they will just, they will always know it. This is the dwarf we are speaking of. We must find him. And then we must convince him to become a willing sacrifice to the guillotine. Oh. Oh, no, 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 monsieur. Oh, no, 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 no. You see, um, this, this, uh, this family, this, uh, these people who inherit this, uh, this gift, this curse. Um, that would never work, Monsieur. Um, they, they, uh, they would. They are not touched by the music. It does. Uh, 
It does nothing to them. So they have to play the music for one of us. And we have to go as a sacrifice. Well, Carry the music to us. I mean, there is no telling. I mean, the, the man, um, the old, the old one I spoke to, um, he, he, one day he said, uh, whoever plays the music dies. Another day he said, if they play the music, it does nothing. Um, or he said they go mad, but they're okay. It is mad. Is it, uh, is, is it humans? The, the family? Did he give you a name? Uh, oh, they would, they, we, they would be, they would be humans. It is just, there are some families, they... Do you know any of they, the surnames they, of these families? Oh, no, monsieur. All I, all I know is that I'm told that certain families, they, uh, they made, uh, compacts, um, deals. Uh, with, with the devil. Uh, with things, other things. Not your devil. Other things, real things. We must find the, uh, the dwarf. We must listen to the music. And we. Willingly to the, the guillotine. It is, it is no easy thing. You, you will. You will look into the very heart of chaos itself. Listen to me, Guillaume. Even even if if you if you were to listen to the music and not be sacrificed, Monsieur, your life is over. You will never stop hearing that music. One who hears the music will never stop. Will never stop hearing it. It will be in your head forever. We know of a man. A a a man, a diminutive man. But the thing is, is that many years ago, we heard him play a musical instrument, a harpsichord. I don't know if you know what that is, but the music that he played for us mesmerized us. We almost lost our minds. Is this the music? Have we already heard this music? I only stopped it by killing or attempting to kill the man. It is, it is possible. But, but you must, just, uh, you must listen to the whole thing. It is, uh, it, it, uh, the magic, it, um, oh, the, uh, the old one, he used a word when he told me this. It, 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 could, 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 credence, credence, no, um, uh, uh, crescendo. You have to listen to the old music, um, and it gets worse and worse and worse. Um, and if you can make it until the end, when you have that inside you, it is inside you. The music is in you. I don't understand what he said when he told me about this, but it, it, it changes you. So that when you die, it is it is in your your uh, soul, spirit. We oui. and you take it with you, and because you have been killed by that blade with the mark, um, 
as as a thought will take you. You go to him, you take the music to him, and the music goes to spell. Guillaume, we need to find the man that can play this music, and we need to find him fast. We may have less than a day to stop the the gate from opening. Uh, can we? Uh, can we speak to anybody else in, in your community that might know the whereabouts? Do you keep track of uh, of any humans or, or watch their whereabouts? Since this thing happened, uh, we do not need to go above ground, monsieur. We have brought um, so many boxes. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have any way to get us into... Uh, some of the buildings above ground where we may need to get past uh, armed guards. Do you, do you have passageways through any of the older buildings? So some buildings. We... Uh, did, did we get enough of a description of that building to describe it to, to Guillaume? Where we, where the nun is? The, where the nun is? Yeah. You were given well, quite a percent. Uh, we don't know that they haven't succeeded in getting her out. Melody. Control your rather precise map. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and if, they have the map. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were to describe the, the vague location of it, um, he, he will tell you that the, the catacombs just simply don't extend under that part of the city. Okay. Guillaume, you may have saved us all. Thank you for your in information. It's not many that would take your hand in friendship, but you must. One of you must. If we fail, Notice. if we fail, I suggest you and your people go deeper. Oh, we um, we will be going somewhere. Yes, we have somewhere to go. They are close. They are close to achieving their ten thousand. Dupois, Dupois. Yes. Should we should we leave this book here so it's no longer on the surface? Have Guillaume hide it amongst these people? I don't think that it's, uh, I don't think that, as you say, I don't think that Rago needs it anymore. I think that his plans are in motion and they will not change. I, I don't know. I, I don't care about the book. I just worry about if we can stop this, that book ending up in circulation again. If we can't stop this, that book will burn with all of Paris. I, I may have misstated it. If we can stop. Oh, if we can stop it. Yeah. And if uh, perhaps we want killed in the meat. <laughs> yeah. If, but if we but if we fall victim, you know, uh, in the meantime, that book could be give guess Guillaume, would you hide this book for us? Keep it safe. Sort of, he looks at the book for a little while. Um, his, his head sort of cocks to the side. And, um, make a spot hidden roll for me. Regular success 37 to 65. I missed it by one point. It's just you've already read this book. Mm -hmm. 
and as a consequence, you you, you know you, you you know what's in there. You, you know what you looked at, and as you're looking um, at the ghoul's face as he's looking at the book, you can see his eyes move, and it's like he seems to be watching something. like there's something moving around the book and he's, he's rather hesitant and he waits for a moment and then suddenly he snatches it as though he was timing it and um, he sort of t- he takes a couple of steps off almost about to bound off um, down one of the side passages and then thinks twice about it and stops and looks back at you and with with a really quite genuine look of concern in his eyes and it's almost uncomfortable because it, it for a moment there's a strangely almost human expression on his face and he looks at each of you in turn in the eyes and then just says, um, good luck, and runs off down a side passage. We must go quickly. All right. If the others are successful. You, you, you leave the catacombs, basically sneaking out again um, and being very cautious because when, when you come out from the catacombs, um, from the bushes, you you can just about see uh, two of the guards from the uh, one of the other crews that works the uh, the catacombs. And um, oh, you look, you're, you're a soldier. You 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 understand how cover works. You you know, right. w- Without being told, you know that if you left those bushes and went that way, um, would be seen. Yeah, you will be seen. So, um, as a consequence, I'm going to uh, I'm going to wrap up there actually and say that um, from that point, you're going to be making quite a long uh, detour, so that you don't walk past those guards. So it's going to take you quite a while to get back. Um, but similarly, uh, Baban and Ugel spent a colossal amount of time just sitting around bored and doing nothing. Um, waiting outside those those offices. Um, so we shall say that next time when we start, um, Bougel and Baban will leave the uh, the building um, to find um, Dupois and Pressy um, sort of hunched in the. Uh, in the entrance of the uh, of the building, trying to keep out of the way of people in the street. Okay. Um, so uh, there's, a, there's a, at this point, at this point in the campaign, there's a lot of turned up collars and a lot of caps down quite low, and um, you are all desperately, desperately praying that you don't bump into someone you know or someone who knows you. So I Excellent. think we'll, we'll wrap it up there for this week. Excellent.
and uh, next week we will be playing uh, Hunt the Musician. Hunt the Harpsichordist. Hunt the Harpsichordist. <laughs> Our players included Fred Carter, Luke Strom, Jason Melnichok, and myself with Nick Swan as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We really enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. <laughs>